0: And welcome to the League, Exploring the League of Legends, Lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca.
1: Anna? John. My name is Mark.
0: And today we're talking about the Ice Witch Lissandra, who was released April 30th, 2013.
1: I forgot she was so so fucking old. I know. You know? <laughs> yeah. She is
2: she's old, yet somehow still not as old as I thought. <laughs>
0: Okay. Because I remembered what her being
2: in the Journal of Justice, uh, but we'll get to that later, I guess, because she didn't come out until well after her appearance was there. I thought
0: you didn't remember her being in the Journal of Justice, because I was there with you when you looked at the wiki last night, <laughs>
2: and Yeah, you were
0: like, she has a Journal of Justice entry?
2: Yeah. And then it made me think, like, man, she's got to be pretty old, and she she's not that old.
1: She just appeared in the Journal of Justice, super fucking early.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll we, we'll talk about it when we get to it because like I think that's more in line with some of the stuff from the old lore that's not really present in the new lore. Mm-hmm. Um. So, hmm. but yeah, I also forgot she was so old. And then I saw like that that video they have on the universe page, like Enter the Freljord one. I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that. That's pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> was that the rework
0: the the Freljord rework? rework? And like the Howling uh, Abyss release was that?
1: that? I think it was the Howling Abyss release. I want to okay. say. Okay, yeah,
0: I know that got released with like some lore and stuff. So
2: yeah, yeah, it was still it's still kind of like old lissandra lore, mm. but yeah,
1: yeah. I um, I want to say I think at that point like that maybe was one of the first like lore events, like the Frayord event. I want to say. Yeah, I mean, had the three. You could like be one of the three tribes, or like have the summoner icon and. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how they scored it exactly, um, but I remember that the Witcher's Claw won.
0: That was a big deal. That's pretty cool. (laughs) I still
1: have my icon from that.
0: I must, Mm -hmm. too. I don't know who I sided with, though. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I sided with the Avarosans.
1: Avarossi chads, rise up. Come on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it would be me to side with Ash, but... I don't know. I didn't know much about the lore then either. I certainly Mm -hmm. wasn't reading into it. Mm -hmm. Well, Lysandra has a lot. On the universe page, she has a bio, four short stories, and that video that Mark talked about, about the Freljord.
2: She also has one short story that's not linked to her universe page, but is on universe and
1: (laughs) is specifically her story. Her color story. It's another one. It says in the URL, Lysandra color story. Like, come on. I was just going to say, compared to the one that's linked on on hers the one like the the eye and the the frozen eye or something like that um like this that the color story is actually about her
2: yeah and like and was i mean you correct me if you disagree here but like i thought i was pretty good (laughs) i feel like i had heard all those descriptions of lissandra being like an ice witch and i don't feel like i ever felt that in any of her stories until i read this one. one which read kind of like legitimate horror-type story, and I was like, oh, I fucking get it now. That sounds terrifying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if it's not linked because... Well, I guess we can talk about it when we get into them, because I feel like it's... It, in in delivering on that Ice Witch part of it, it also seems to run a little contrary to some of, like, what I think they might be trying to do with her as a character overall. Um, so, we can talk about it, I suppose. Do we mm-hmm. want to do the bio first, though, since, like you said, there yeah. is a lot. Or do we want to...
0: Oh, impression. See what she
1: sounds like oh, first. Yeah. She sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> That's she goes,
0: what she she says when she throws a cue. or ah you know, you go, she's ah. got her she just yells.
1: <laughs> I said hiya, yeah, <laughs>
0: which wasn't it.
1: Haya. <laughs> <Hey, yeah. laughs> and then she karate chops. Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ice she punch. She claims
1: a lot. Ice punch. Yeah, she goes, freeze. You know, oh, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I will bury the world in ice, or some oh. some
2: shit like that. Uh, yeah, she does have that one, and mm-hmm. she weighs in on the cinematic, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh. <laughs> there will be no Thor.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't. I don't think I heard her say that
2: before. You got to go with that one.
3: <laughs> uh.
2: Uh, all right. Legit, the first like 20 times I heard that quote, I heard Thor every time. I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? Oh. She's saying Thaw, though, for the record, oh, in a weird-ass accent.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that setup, but it, it landed nicely.
0: <laughs> we never know where Dom's going with his setups. I don't either. I just find it on the way. Fun. <laughs> All right, Lissandra, her bio. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So Lissandra is older than sand. <laughs> That's what it makes it sound like. A- <laughs> it's
1: older than dirt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, it just says that she, it was before Shirima was birthed from sand and consumed again or something.
2: Yeah, I have her technical age range oh. if we're using the events okay. uh, as an indicator. She is. She is anywhere between... 9,000 and 10,000 years old. Okay. Uh,
1: okay. Thanks for really narrowing it down yeah. there. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Bitch is older than dirt. <laughs> okay. So she and her sisters, is it Cyrilda?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's how right. I read it.
0: Cyrilda and Avarosa were born and wanted, like, power or something. Cyrilda lost her voice <laughs> trying to seek power. Avarosa, it says that she, like, fought with the Void, was it? Did she fight the Void? Yeah. And lost, yeah, but, kinda. like, what happened?
2: She lost her hearing. Oh, yeah. I didn't get
0: that. Oh my god, I must have been skimming or something. Because of the
2: yeah. what was it? Because of the, the infinite the definite, the deafness silence or, or the, the yeah, silence? because the oh. the, yeah.
1: oh. <laughs>
0: then it mentions Lissandra lost her vision. Although I think she still has her eyes. Um, good for
1: no, her. No, I don't think she
2: does. She doesn't. Oh. <gasps> they fuck it. They did it again, guys. What they <laughs> they love they love blinding characters, but then giving them super sight. Okay. You can just have a blind character. It's okay. I know, like, it's so I think wild. It's
1: like, it is a question of like how how do they do the things they do? Like she, I mean, she's got weird dream, like I don't know, astral projection almost going on, right? Yeah, like maybe it only works in that way. And she stumbles, and she like still has like seeing eye frost guard or whatever, you know. <laughs>
3: seeing <laughs> eye frost
1: car. thralls you know they help her out <laughs>
0: oh man yeah I was thrown off cause I'm like Cyrilda lost something Lysandra lost something and I thought Avarosa just like lost a fight and went home with a boo boo or something <laughs> but no she... I'm cool guys <laughs>
2: Avarosa out.
0: So, what do you think, Lysandra keeps in her eye sockets? (laughs) I don't think it's coins. Ice. Yeah, (laughs) she just has more ice in there. That makes sense. Anyway, now they're all powerful. Now, I guess are they? I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I did not get this bio at all. We get more from the short stories, but I, like, legit, like, okay, anyway, Lysandra walks in people's dreams, which really doesn't come across in her gameplay, and that's where she meets the Watchers, and she promises them that she and her sisters are going to help the Void rise and take over. When I was reading the bio, I could not figure out why, like, what she was getting out of this deal. They're promised that, like, the followers, they're called the Iceborn will be killed last but like
2: that's still a raw deal Lissandra. <laughs> well they said yeah. the last remaining I don't know if they specified killed last
0: oh okay they'd be so although
2: clearly it would I mean we know they would be killed yeah last, they're sh- <laughs> I, mean, I think they yeah. would have been killed first to be honest but probably uh, yeah yeah the but actual we, we text do itself, see him. Huh? I was
1: gonna say does say so the actual story does say those with the ability to stand below would be spared until the very end which because reads like they're spared until they are the last ones, and then will yeah, also yeah, yeah. yeah, it does sound like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how I read it. We do get from the mm-hmm. short stories, though, that they were given more power and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, okay. So, her sisters are all peeved about this. She, they don't like this deal. And when the Void comes around later, Lysandra saw that she has to let the world be destroyed or sacrifice her sisters and all of their followers to contain it. Because she's like, I made an error. <laughs> These are not Oopsie good. Who, <laughs> Oops, all Voidlings. <laughs> yeah, she fucked it up. So she locks them all in true ice, but kind of realizes it's only delaying the inevitable. So now she has new followers. They're called the Frost Guard. They try to bury the story of what really happened to Sandra's sisters that day. You know, winner's right history or whatever. <laughs> uh, but there's still rumors that, about what actually did happen. They also kill anyone they believe to be the reincarnation of one of her sisters until they stop doing that, I guess, because they mentioned <laughs> Ash and Sejuani, and Lissandra's like, just watching them. <laughs> She's just keeping keeping her eye out, but doesn't kill them, but she does pit them against each ice other. Out. Keeping her eyes out. Your eyes,
3: <laughs> no.
0: Her icy eye sockets are, are locked right on in Ash and Sejuani. Yeah, she seems to, like, be trying to cause drama with them, which is all very funny. Now it's Lissandra all along, instead of LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. The bio kind of mm-hmm. ends here. The true ice is melting. Lissandra's trying to hide it that's kind of all we get
2: yeah 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 uh so i guess a few things of note here all of the sisters were trying to kind of achieve power in their own way they all kind of saw this uh, this type of magic that they wanted to capture for themselves so they were all kind of punished for their hubris The wild magic that Lysandra was trying to capture for herself was kind of the magic of the demigods of the land. Okay. And the one who blinded her was Volibear.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think it also talks about, is it Cyrilda who... Cyrilda loses her voice, and she's trying to do something... It says, like, the first Twilight took her voice, and she was trying to, like, do something with the heavens, which would kind of lead us to think that maybe the aspect of the Twilight... Muted her after she had some interaction with Targon or the aspects, some crazy right. shit like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were all fussing around with shit they didn't
1: understand. <laughs> yeah, it was early um,
0: days. You know, they didn't even have sand yet. They didn't know what
1: was going <laughs> <laughs> on. gonna take the world by storm. I got this crazy fucking idea. Um, yeah, <laughs> little rocks. <Hello. laughs> Imagine snow,
2: but irritating and gets everywhere. <laughs>
1: I like the little rocks. That's like, oh, it's like the biggest paradigm shift. Oh fuck! Hold on.
0: Just really tiny. But rocks. a lot of them. If someone pitched me that idea. I'd be excited.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't know what y'all think about about the bio.
0: Um, there's a lot here. I mean, they really have yeah. to lay a lot of groundwork. We did kind of go over quite a bit of this in Ash's uh bio or, or stories true. and stuff, but. Yeah, Yeah. it is very important to understand the Freljord, because this is, like, we've gotten this story from, like, Nars' perspective, and, like, Ash has speculated, but this is, like, what actually happened.
2: Right, and I actually didn't realize until this story that the existence of the Iceborne was specifically as a result of the deal that Lissandra made with the Watchers. Mm -hmm. I kind of assumed that the Iceborne was something that was just always part of the Freljord. There were always these special things. I didn't realize that one day Lysandre was just like, no, we'll free you. And they were like, cool, we'll give you some super powerful people then.
0: Yeah, I mean, it kind of <laughs> makes sense she would want to, because the idea that there are people who can survive any amount of cold where they live I'm sure is a good thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I love the idea of her dream walking. Uh, If If we're like gonna... I guess touch a bit on the gameplay. I feel like that's an <laughs> aspect of, it's like a big aspect of her character. Yeah. That, man, we really don't see a whole lot of that in her gameplay at all. I was like, really surprised. You know, love to see, yeah. Like I was, I had no idea she could fucking do that. I feel mm-hmm. like normally when we go into a story, even if. You know, all aspects of the gameplay not explored in the lore. I'm not often surprised at just, like, an ability that a champion has. Because most of the time, the abilities are the cool shit that they want to put in-game. But dreamwalking seems cool as fuck. But... <laughs> and we didn't even have any dream champions. of the... Like, now we've got, you know, Zoe and Lily and all that shit. But we didn't when Lissandra came out.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, to be fair, I think this is probably this is i i want to say this is probably some newer stuff that's because the lore is this is not the the old original Lassandra lore right i don't know when this got touched i want to say in like 2020 so for a while i would imagine her in-game kit was very much as all, the old lore just depicts of her just being like she's an ice witch right she just shoots fucking <laughs> you know popsicles at you but now it seems like they're trying to kind of give her a little bit more you know put a third heat in there make her a little more interesting which, yeah. which it seems like it, it works in the lore, at least, because it's like, oh, yeah, like you said, it is surprising. It's like, oh, that's an interesting thing to start doing with her. But how do you put that in game, right?
2: You know, it would have been great. I mean, they already redid her passive a, a little while ago, probably post-lore update. Maybe mm-hmm. make it part of the passive, because I, I think they made the thrall part part of the passive. Yeah. I assume that's what her yeah. little ice clones are. But Yeah, um, I
0: just looked it up to see if it was described it any way, but yeah.
2: That would have been, you know, there's an opportunity there.
1: Maybe have like a synergy with a champion that's got a sleep status affliction or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. <laughs> it is funny going straight from Lilia to this where it's like you know, it seems like oh, that'd be an area of like you could explore is have Lissandra and Lily, like they're both they're both in the dreams, right?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> they like dreams. See, that's the yeah, thing. Lilia's dream. putting everyone to sleep because she's hoping to like harness those dreams for the dream tree. But every time she puts someone to sleep, Lysandra hops in and feeds the dreams to the void instead. <laughs> dream, st- dream stealing. Constant, constant cat and mouse. Who can get to the dreams first?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It is a lot, like you said. I would be curious what my thoughts would be on this. Like if we had, if this was the first exposure to it. Um, yeah. like you're saying, you have to set a lot of groundwork in place so mm-hmm. I don't know we can move on to the the, the other stuff I do not have much to add for the bio frankly okay,
2: yeah you yeah. can do the short story since there's five like, of them yeah, plus like ten that she's <laughs> mentioned in
1: <laughs> yeah I know right um, so what's the first one then is it the legend of the frozen watchers is that the first one
2: uh, yeah I don't know what order necessarily that's the first one I have notes on so that sounds sure. good okay.
3: yeah
1: yeah I mean to be fair this is really just kind of retelling what we've kind of what we got from the bio right yeah. like that the you know the cut deal with the watchers it actually like i think this is an older piece so i think every, there are a few insta- instances where there's a little friction um awesome. where it like kind of implies lissandra almost as being more like more on the side of the watchers rather than kind of in the moment realizing like oh i fucked up real bad and i've got to make a really dire choice <laughs> um but regardless it just kind of goes into detail ab- about that situation about how they trapped the watchers in ice and uh, Lissandra kind of making a very specific point to hide like all, this is like the only known written copy of like what actually happened and it's hidden deep within the Frostborn Citadel, Citadel? is that all right? Yeah. Is there much else that, to glean from this really beyond that, that she's just really adamant about keeping this a secret? right? Which we already knew too. <laughs> there were a
2: few things I got from this one that I didn't get the other one. So we got, in the other story we learned that the Frostborn are a result of the deal that Lissandra made. In this one we learned that that also kind of came apparently with the ability to control Bale Striders, which also seems like a pretty fucking cool deal.
1: Oh yeah. I forgot that's that they get mentioned in there.
2: Um yeah. now
0: what are those again?
2: The the Bale Striders are like those uh those massive creatures that I think I think the statues in the Howling Abyss, right, we decided were statues of Bale Striders. Oh. Yeah. But there's they're just like big... huge ass fucking creatures. They're the ones yeah. that Anivia I think was fighting in her color story and even
1: she was like oh shit. Yeah they're like massive like 60 foot tall plus like big like think like a big giraffe but massive. They're like and it's got like at kind of. Sure yeah oh, okay. with a long neck and like a watcher looking thing kind of for a head. They're not watchers hmm. but they do kind of look like especially what watchers were originally kind of designed to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, similar imagery going on. There. Oh,
0: that's right. We, yeah. we had thought that those were originally the designs for the Watchers and then right. they changed them. Mm-hmm. They it's them also implied
2: yeah. here, although maybe, uh, you know, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Contradicted elsewhere mm-hmm. that part of the deal was also the ability to control trolls um, oh, because right. they mentioned that they were getting wealth from like the the troll Ar- armies that were raiding the lands too. I feel like later in her stories, she actually has the um, you know, the interaction with Trundle and gives Trundle the whole true ice weapon and he goes and becomes king of the trolls by killing the chieftain and makes an alliance with Lissandra at that point. But in this story, this is before all that happened and it's kind of implied that they already control the trolls. so I don't know what happened between point A and point B.
1: <laughs> they got that troll control? Yeah, I don't know. It's vague, right? The whole thing is written as very vague anyway. And Lissandra just kind of like includes it in this sweeping sort of statement about like, oh, the trolls are doing this and blah, 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 and we have the bail Striders and we have all this because of our deal. Um, but we don't know the mechanics of that. Uh, I kind of forgot about that. That's a good thing to kind of point out as well.
2: <laughs> also, at this point, her sisters, I mean, her sisters and her weren't cool at this point. They had had disagreements about the deal. The other sisters wanted out. At the point in this story, they had come to blows. Each sister had raised an army to essentially defeat Lysandra. So, when it says that Lysandra sacrificed everything to mm-hmm. seal the void,
0: does really? She, she, she sacrificed, sacrificed the enemies. two
2: armies that were there to kill
1: her. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I feel like I. I get the sense from reading the newer pieces of lore that they want to tweak that and have Lysandra be like, oh, they like especially in the, I want to say is that the bio almost, it almost kind of paints her more as like a mediator between the two like sides. Like she's kind of stuck in the middle of like, Oh, they're my sisters. I will help them. But like the, vo- you know, the voids kind of offering offering us something. And then she has to kind of make this sacrifice. Like, Oh, she's like a, like, yeah, she's kind of bad, but she's also kind of like, you know, doing it, working towards a greater good. Whereas originally she was just evil she was just like the evil ice witch in the <laughs> north right and i feel like this story reflects that a bit more where you know it was an opposed two sides as opposed to her like like things coming to a dramatic head and she's trying to like find like like keep things from getting out of control Is That does that match up with y'all's like read on it or yeah i could like, see I that know.
2: still think it's it a good
1: deal for her <laughs> yeah
2: it's hard like it's, she didn't like, even expecting... lose the frost guard <laughs> well i guess she didn't really have the frost guard but
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i think it it, like it would be good to get some things of her really mourning her sisters to help kind of sell that maybe which i don't think we ever really get from some of this in fact that's also the
2: opposite of what we see in later stories yeah there's a real thematic inconsistency here which i guess makes sense here let me real quick let me read off this bios by ariel lawrence this story is by Laurie Golding. I of the Abyss is by Anthony Reynolds. The Lost Tales of Orne and the Dream Thief is by Matt Dunn. We're getting a lot of different voices here mm-hmm. <laughs> about yeah. Lysandra. and that's kind of shown in the different interpretations, maybe, of how she mm-hmm. feels about certain events.
1: That's a really good thing to call out, actually, because like <laughs> it really cri- it it crystallizes it all in <laughs> terms of like, <laughs> but it does genuinely. It's like okay, now I can see why we're kind of finding these patches of things that seem a little different right
2: yeah uh the only other things that i had on this story in particular we know how hard they're fighting to make sure that no no one remembers the truth of what happened so i don't even know why there's one copy of this story being kept at yeah. lissandra's keep it seems like that's the one place too where, like, if someone were to somehow infiltrate and find it, they'd be like, "Oh, this must be true. It's in Lysandra's own library. Don't keep it. Get rid of that shit." This is how yep. this is how the bad guy always loses. <laughs> <I was just laughs>
1: to say that's exactly what it is. Is because at some point the adventuring party has to go in there and they, when they search Lysandra's desk, right, they gotta find the yeah. note that's like, "Here's how I did it."
2: <laughs> if they Roll a high enough investigation <laughs> check. They're gonna find that shit.
1: Yeah. yeah. She's, like, bound. She's like, ah, fuck. I would love to burn this thing, but I'll just put it in this Them's conspicuous desk.
0: She's got really bad short-term memory, you know? She's-
1: <laughs> like a like a 50 first dates type situation. She has to wake up every day and realize what's happened.
3: Fuck.
2: The other kind of cool thing here was that we get a description of the Watchers when they first pop out. Mm. And then, kind of coming from a place where there is, like, no time, no form. Like, the whole plane that the Void creatures seem to come from just all seems conceptual, almost. Yeah. And then they're, they come to our plane, and it's like, oh, no, there's time here. And people need forms to <laughs> exist here? Like, shit. So it, ta- it kind of describes their, like weird adjustment as soon as they come through the portal of like shifting between forms trying to find like something that works and it was pretty neat yeah
1: Yeah, I I remember that from when we like I remember that from when we read this way back when it's probably the highlight of the whole thing (laughs) because yeah it's like it's like something kind of being pulled from the fourth dimension back down into like the third or something like that you know where it's like all of a sudden they yeah they have to like start sprouting out weird fingered and handed like limbs and stuff to, (laughs) to just start trying to deal with it I think any instance of the Void stuff across all these stories tends to be the best part. Like, because it's weird yeah. and kind of cool. Yeah. Everything else is sort of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't have too much else for this one, unless y'all you y'all you had anything. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all I had for that one.
0: All right. Eye of the Abyss, the long one.
1: Yeah. The one with the long one. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, this one feels really long, too, because this, like this is like a progress day type situation where
2: mm-hmm. it...
1: It's not really a Lysandre story, but there's no other champion to talk about in relation to it, I would Yeah,
0: because they are, like, her followers. That's who yeah.
2: we're following <laughs> here. This one also either... <laughs> it either directly contradicts other Lysandre stories, or makes Lysandre seem like a huge asshole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which I guess we'll get into <laughs> in a <laughs> bit. <laughs> sure, <laughs> She might be yeah. a huge asshole.
1: <laughs> she, she, I mean, she might be, right? <laughs> That's, again, that's I, the thing where, like, different voices.
0: I hate your first note on this, John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is it? Let's hear it.
2: Do you want to read it? Sigvar Half-Quiver. Might be a small dick joke, question mark. <laughs> and then he put
0: parentheses, I see now they explained it. But I'm sticking to my initial assumption.
1: <laughs> you gotta stick to your guns. You know? Yeah.
2: Olar told him the, why he gave him the nickname, but really why he gave him the nickname Tiny Penis.
1: <laughs> just half. Just half of one. It's fine. Hey, it's not about the size of the quiver, it's how you shoot, right? <laughs> <laughs> Got that so good I've aim. been told. Right. Robin Hood. Oh, uh, 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 man.
2: Yeah, this one's right. by
0: Anthony Reynolds. Yeah. Um, Writer yeah. of the
2: upcoming ruination <laughs> story.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah true. Um, yeah, so this one's following our, our friend Sigvar Halfquiver, um, <laughs> who's a, got a great personality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And it's him and two other ice born, and they are what they're doing is they're going down into the Howling Abyss because they gotta go. They gotta go check like the oil level. They just gotta make sure that those Watchers <laughs> are still frozen, right? Someone's gotta go down in the basement, check out the tank. And this is um, yearly
0: that they do this, right? Seems yes. like it. Yeah,
1: the Vernal Equinox. It's three people every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three. Um, and it's a big pain in the ass, as you can imagine. Um, so it's a pretty harsh climb down. They kind of. You know, have a few you know tense moments where, like, he falls at one point, but they continue their descent Um, as they go down. There's like, so there's the big you know murder bridge, which is something that I did like. Is that in canon? People call this thing the proving grounds and the murder (laughs) bridge. Yeah, I like that. Fun little things, right? Um, but in mm-hmm. addition to it, you can even see this on the ARAM map. There's other bridges, right? And they're kind of, those are some like the checkpoints. It's like, oh, we go down to this bridge and then down to this bridge. And as they go further down, like, you start having these bridges. They're kind of encased in, like, void matter and stuff. Uh, and eventually they get down to the bottom of the abyss, which is all just true ice. And just continues on even deeper. Um, they go to where the watchers are kept. There's nine ice pillars that are kind of stuck up around and they have to go let's go check them they gotta go check to make sure all the runes are, are on there and they haven't melted and the whole time there's this like force kind of drawing our, our I don't know our half quiver friend to look at it <laughs> and they keep telling him oh don't look at it don't look at it down the eyes well unfortunately half quiver uh, he, he, he kind of like blacks out almost the next thing you know, you know he's kind of standing in the center of these pillars looking down at this massive eye um, and it's starting to kind of fuck with his head and they pull him out they continue to check the ice, and he kind of realizes, oh, this one's melting, and there's something that's in it, and it's, like, moving around, and all of a sudden, it, like, stabs into one of the guys that they're with, the, you know, him and the Hala, I think was her name? Hala yeah. ice, ice in Her...
2: Ice in Her Soul, or something, something like soul. that. Was, yeah. Ice in Her Boots. It's not a good name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's an ice in my boot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they, they, they start making their escape out. A uh, void creature gets born from the guy who they left behind. Um, they fight it off, but they do have to t- chop off Hala's arm because it gets some void in it. Uh, and <laughs> so, half quiver. I remember his first name. Uh, he, he he takes her back up because you can't leave organic matter down in there; otherwise, it will spark off the whole thing. Um, and they have to re- report to the citadel. Like, oh, we gotta let the ice witch know that <laughs> the pillars are melting. Another vague world-ending threat is slowly <laughs> approaching Runeterra <laughs> at an unspecified rate. Mhm. That's really it. Yeah, it's it's in. um,
0: it's not like a huge story, isn't like a lot
2: happening, but it's just very detailed. This very narrative, right? And yeah, the the path down there is the majority of the story mm-hmm. too. Like seeing how dangerous it is, how people are, you know. It, this is this is something that they say three people do every year, but very often those people don't come back. They mentioned that yeah. Olar, like, the past three times, I think he came back from this, because Olar's been a couple times, so is Hala. Uh, the past three times Olar came back, he was the only one of the three to come back. Mm-hmm. So like, It's a super dangerous climb down.
1: Yeah, and they established very early on that our narrator, even though he's, like, he's young, but he is very skilled. They're all exceptionally skilled and have done really, like, Tremendous acts, each of them. They're not pushovers, I guess is kind of the thing, right? Mm-hmm. But They yeah. have these a mortality are like the rate. Heroes
2: like, of the Frost
1: Guard. Yeah. yeah. And they wield, yeah. they get those true ice weapons and stuff. So they, these, they, they don't fuck around, and they have a mortality rate that's like more than half. I think he says, looking at like their big list of names. So yeah, It's yeah. fucking it was,
0: deadly. It was an interesting story. I like the idea that three people have to go down every year to make sure that the ice isn't melting. <laughs> I like how they, you know. Find out if the ice is melting or not. These like carvings are in the ice from like thousands upon thousands of years ago, and if they're still there, then everything's okay.
2: <laughs> right. And the description they give of the area itself, too, uh, other than the pillars, like it's just completely flat, mm-hmm. um, flat true ice with the watchers directly underneath mm-hmm. the ice, kind of staring up. And this will be important later because this description will be given uh, several times um, and the ease of how to get down there <laughs>
0: will oh, change dramatically okay. yeah, yeah it's kind of a big deal in the story
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean I could be wrong I guess when we hit the other ones like Lysandra it seems like maybe maybe a little easier for her am I not remembering am I remembering that right that it's kind of her specifically who also kind of goes down there
2: uh, that's one of them for sure, uh, yeah. it seems like she goes down kind of a lot,
1: <laughs> so she yeah, doesn't even she's... need
2: these three people to go down.
1: Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Um, in mm-hmm. here, it works pretty good. I I, I think I, what you're saying is I like or like you were saying, Rebecca. I like the setup a lot. Like to me, mm-hmm. this is a really good setup for like a like a little D and like I think D and D type things. Right? Like this would be a fun little thing you gotta go do. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only kind of complaint is that I wish the characters were a little more. Uh, distinct maybe or a little more varied because um, like one thing they do with Hala is that she's so there's like this concept of like oh they, there's this faith that all the Frostborn uh, or Frostguard sorry uh, engage in around Lysandra and they're very religious and Hala in particular is constantly praying and like hit, dropping down to her knees and like and she even uses some of like that magic at one point point. and I would love if that was more heavily emphasized for her to kind of break her apart from like because they're all just kind of like beefy fuck off warriors and maybe give, <laughs> making someone who's like a I think like more of like a cleric, like who's like got this magic and like have our half quiver friend be more of like a Bilbo Baggins like thiefy roguey type, you know, like the nice classic uh, golden triangle, right? You know, right. Mm-hmm. something like that. I thought could have made it a little more, um i don't know, fun. Yeah. Maybe.
2: I had a few quotes written down here. I, I like one. It was like parts of the stonework had, where they were talking about the the bridge itself. Mm. Uh, parts of the stonework had crumbled, falling into the darkness time had no respect for ancient beauty the frost priests taught which i thought was an interesting thing for the frost priests to teach because as we know from some of the other stories that bridge would have never broken had Lysandra not fucked with it (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: why she got tamped down the story she it's like dinging your neighbor's car it's like i just don't tell anyone it's just always (laughs) like that it's always been falling apart (laughs) uh
2: there was another quote that said that this was when Sigvar was describing Olar and said his skin was like hardened leather, riven with deep crevices and valleys. Which reminded me of the, the Galio quote all over again. Oh,
3: he
0: lost oh. me
1: there, I'm <laughs> hiding in, in my crevices.
0: <laughs> oh We get hide in his face crevices. I've never <laughs> crawl right on in
2: there. I've never like I've never looked at a at a a body, even a body that had like a lot of scars on it, and thought to myself, man, look at all those crevices. Well,
0: John, you're not a poet. You're not a poetic man, you know?
2: (laughs) I guess if there's one thing that could be said about Sigvar (laughs) Halfquiver, it's that he was a poet. He's a
0: poet. We don't know. We didn't get a lot of his personality. He could be very poetic.
1: Yeah, he's very... um... He's very respectful, and he's a little bumbling, and he's very, like, <laughs> in awe of things. He's constantly in awe of things throughout this. Yeah. First time down, doing some know. wild shit, yeah. I can't blame also, him. Also, makes...
2: Olar, long-lost cousin of Olaf. Who I, kept,
0: knows? I kept reading it as Olaf and not oh, really? Olar.
1: You know, not all Olar's and Olaf's are, you know, related. <laughs> yeah, what if there's a, a, there
0: a man named... Don out there? Does that mean that he's your cousin?
1: No, obviously not.
2: It's the last letter of the name that determines okay. whether you're related. But he's got a, it's, it's Don with a silent H. <laughs> Jod.
0: <laughs> Jod?
2: I, I oh mean, yeah, God. we might be related then. Shit, where is he? <laughs> that is how it works. That's what I was always told. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um. Um. Uh, this. Uh. This makes me a little excited for if the void event does eventually happen. If it's about the Watchers, does that mean they're gonna change the Helling Abyss map in some way? Oh, i think that so would be really good. fun Like I'll all these it. void shit mm. is like coming out around it and stuff. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah, it'd That'd probably scare the shit out of me. Like when they were <laughs> <laughs> released, Voli-Bear. Volibear. Do you remember that shit? That's <laughs> terrifying. I was like what the
2: fuck was Pig that? like bear. <laughs>
0: scare the shit out of me.
2: That'd be very cool, especially if it like grew throughout the match. Like it started as a really subtle purple thing in the foreground, and then oh, that'd like that'd
1: be so fucking good. That'd be badass. Yeah. I would love that. Come that on, ideas even for just... free riot. <laughs> <laughs> even just um reading this, it makes the Helling Abyss sound pretty cool. Like it's mm-hmm. it's because you know you spend so much time on it, and it's like oh it's just a goofy old bridge, uh, but from like the perspective <laughs> of someone, you know, on like it, Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> I Goofy I old oh, bridge. Old <laughs> I
0: think whenever I'm playing a ram, I'm like look at this silly bridge
1: <laughs> silly old like, roly old poly bridge it doesn't know what it's doing it's falling apart all over the place but it loses some of the majesty i guess you would say yeah. compared to like an in-universe perspective where it's like oh it's very in- intimidating and it's a very big uh kind of uh impressive thing
0: it's a big old it's silly college. bridge mm-hmm.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. and the void stuff as always was pretty cool it talks about like their solar friend getting all voided out and like something starting to grow from inside and like you could see the it like bulging against his creviced skin i guess
0: (laughs) so they were swimming in those crevices yeah (laughs) this really like makes kaisa feel so op because they really struggled against one little void creature and kaisa's like Mm. blasting them left and right
1: right maybe this, like really. Maybe they're really strong because it's, it's like getting almost like a, a direct injection of a void. It's not like cut with anything. It's, it's pure. <laughs> it's
3: pure.
0: What kind of void creatures is this guy? Well, it's mixed with sand, as we know. That's sand. true. They, the Shreena ones some sand. <laughs> are corrupted with sand. <laughs> and that means they're young as hell. Sand is like a baby right? in this universe. <laughs> oh,
3: man
1: yeah it's not too it's 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 fun um i just wish there was maybe a little bit more kind of with the personalities at play here to help give it a little bit more punch but um yeah mm.
0: yeah but if you're really feeling like you want to dive deep into <laughs> what the howling abyss is like and the climb down it's a good read yeah, yeah.
2: pretty
3: good mm-hmm all right. Uh, do we next to at do least on the page next?
2: was like Lost Tales of Orn which we'll skip through real quick because this is just like the, we covered it in the Ash episode but this is just the three sisters going to Orn and asking him to dig a hole deep enough to trap the Watchers then build a bridge across the hole that will never break although they don't ever actually say anything about the Watchers they just kind of ask him to dig a hole and he's like hey I'm into digging holes sure <laughs> <laughs>
0: dig it up bone.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: and then he builds the bridge and then is like It'll never break unless magic is introduced and Lissandra's oh, like no. fuck
1: your breach. <laughs> Introduce some <laughs> magic. Buy another one, you rich motherfucker.
0: <laughs> John ends that paragraph one. with Boo Lissandra.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 ah. <laughs>
0: but yeah,
2: that's that story. There's a lot of other tales there, but that's the only one with yeah, Lissandra. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. Quick and dirty.
0: All right. Dream it's Thief. Dream Thief. Mm-hmm.
1: all right this one this one kind of metaphorical so you know yeah or it's, it's a little out there i guess so you'll have to excuse me if i stumble on on what's happening exactly i, I was
0: really starting to skim this one at some point because i was just like completely lost <laughs>
1: now where yeah. does this one take place um well i remember it's got a nude lissandra it, it's down in the true ice right you bet <laughs> it is yeah <laughs> Does it talk about her, like, being... Is this the one where she's, she's like, in repose or, like, laying down... Like she has chosen to lay her body down there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's down in the crevice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not the
0: guy's crevices. The, just the... Uh, different crevices. <laughs> the the different- Earth's...
1: Yeah, terrace crevices. <laughs> yeah, <Earth's> crevices. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, she can kind of sense that one of the watchers is starting to kind of wake up. It seems like not only are they trapped down the your eyes, but they're kind of, they're they're dreaming. They're, they're asleep, whatever that means necessarily. And this one is starting to kind of rouse. And when they rouse, bad things happen. So she has to go and kind of quiet it or put it back to sleep. And she disrobes and starts, it says she disrobes and starts like walking off. But I don't know if that's like her, like a means of talking about her like astral kind of doing this dream walking mm-hmm. thing or if she does literally like strip and say, fuck it. I, I don't know. I, I assume it's more of a metaphorical thing, but...
2: I think, from what I gathered from the end of the story, she did literally strip, but the it, walking think, yeah. was metaphorical, okay. because kind of at the very end, she's, like, in a dream, and she does see herself laying naked on the ice above yeah. the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's just a highlight that it's you know... Even for those ice born in that last story, when they've come down here, they were just getting coated. They were like getting overlaid with this a uh, thing of ice and they're like, We could be down here for a few hours and that's it. So maybe this is just a highlight that she's on another level entirely or something she, like that. Yeah. Right? Anyway, so she needs to essentially find dreams to kind of feed this thing is kind of what we can intuit, I guess. She has to go out and do her dream walking and touch various people's dreams across the frail yard and I don't know, kind of feed that energy back to the watcher, kind of. Does that sound about right? It's, a, it's I think a little, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm open to interpretations on this one. <laughs> 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 it's a little vague as to what she's explicitly doing or like literally doing. She has um, an
0: eye in the top of picture of this story, is all I'm gonna say. If that's Cassandra.
1: Yeah, the art on the top of this is actually pretty cool, I will say. I think this that's, is
2: kind of a this is the dream her, I think, oh, okay.
1: yeah, I think that's even so she's she goes to various dreams and, and you know it's like yeah. one guy's a guy who's dying, like freezing to death in the frail and she's kind of like weirdly with him in his half awake dream as he kind of expires. Another one's like a little orphan girl who she realizes like, oh she's she's iceborn, she could be useful or or threat later, et cetera. and she goes around to different people, you know one of them tries to kill her and it kind of mentions how when she has died in various other dreams, she does lose a little tiny like part of herself a little bit like she comes mostly back but she always loses a little bit mm. um and speaking about this art i think what this is is at one point she kind of she's kind of interacting with the watcher too during all of this and i what i want to say is it's showing her a vision of what it's offering where she's like this goddess who's like towering a like behind the sun and mm. like trying to like push the sun down like for its last oh. like sunset is that all sound Fuck right like <laughs> that was the read i got on it because it's 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 weirdly like you know kind of poetic in this depiction of her and she's got these bright blue full eyes when we know that they're gone mm. and like this is my read is that the Watcher's like, like trying to always kind of tempt you and be like this is what I'm offering here you go you could be this beacon of power in this way oh. I kind of got a different know.
2: read of it although I mean I like yours better okay go and on I think, she, I I I think your... she had already lost her sight by then but yeah I was I was thinking that that was kind of how that that dream was more. How the Watchers remembered them being stuck here in the first place, with like Lissandra, like them in being the, the sunset ready to consume
1: the world, and her kind of tamping them down and trapping I think them I might there. Be right, too. That actually hmm. sounds more right as well, because that makes more sense. That yeah, like, or maybe it's even just talking about what She's like <laughs> they dream every night, like, oh, this bitch. <laughs> this
0: I like the idea that Lissandra gets so big she fucking volleyball spikes the sun down. <laughs> Why are the Solari worried about the Lunari? They ain't doing shit.
1: <laughs> you got a whole other threat. It's almost very like Dark Star type. Um, from the, mm. just reading it a little bit, that scene anyway. But I think your I, th- I think your read on it's a little more accurate there, John. Like I think that it's this isn't like an aspirational type of thing, or th- the the tone of it is much more like it's actually like a, a struggle or something she's experiencing. Like I don't know. This could even be just what like a metaphor for her having to deal with this watcher right here, right now. Right. In any case, she goes and touches all these people's dreams. At one point, she's kind of in the Watcher's own dream, and she's has to like fight them off, and she kind of wakes back up. Um, and again, it talks about like almost all of her kind of comes back, but even just dealing with this one Watcher thing has cost a little part of her. Um, and we see a kind of a scene at the end where she's visited five different dreams, right? And these people who have been affected in this way... Are like constantly dreaming about her in their like in their own dreams like every night they see the, this ice witch and they're all kind of drawn to the frost guard citadel all five of them and they they link up and 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 it just kind of ends there like i don't know what the deal is exactly with those people like it seems like their dreams are kind of con- going to continue to feed the watchers and keep them quiet and sleeping I think there's a
2: legends over in Terra card about them Oh,
1: okay. Interesting. It's like I, I, the,
2: the five chosen.
1: <laughs> oh, really? And I, I, I missed that entirely. Then maybe that's what that is. If that's just supposed to be, maybe that's something for the future that might come up later when they do this storyline or, or I don't know.
2: Yeah. Um, one of the things I really liked about this is that I think this is the first story. Like we get a little bit of a sense of scale of the watchers in the last story, or the Eye of the Abyss, rather, but this is the first one where I think we get an actual sense of scale. Um, so the description that she gives when going to the Watcher is like, It is bigger than a mountain. Is it one of the small ones? Lysandra hopes so. She has never dared probe the defenses of the largest, the ones that seem able to devour gravity and time itself, eaters of not only worlds, but entire planes of reality. hmm yeah, that's true. It, it's it, a big it, fucking deal. Yeah, <laughs> this might be why yeah, yeah. Aurelian Soul is worried about. this Might this. be a
0: harder fight than Viego. The last <laughs> it. it's like a real chump now.
1: No, I'm pretty sure we could we can fart these motherfuckers to into <laughs> submission.
2: Speaking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of which, it's I really thought that one of these dreams was Olaf, but then it turned out not to be. Oh. Because which... they had described him as like a, a red-headed barbarian whose bloodlust mm. overtook him and he immediately attacked Lissandra when he saw her in his dream, which I think that sounds a lot like fucking Olaf. <laughs> but given that all these five are being pulled towards the Frost Guard, I don't think it's... Uh, especially, too, because they described him as being uh, part of an Avarosan tribe, mm. which I think last time we saw... Olaf, he's chilling with Sejuani, who's yeah. more yeah. Cyrildin, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's Winter's Claw through and through, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I want to know is who the fuck this girl is who screams yeah, blizzards and freezes fire by touching it. I want to yeah. know more about go back, go back to her, I want to know what <laughs> she's up <laughs> to. She's <laughs> Annie's counterpart, I guess. Like Honestly, right? Opposite.
1: They give her a name... I, they give it at the very end. I don't remember. It's like Rhea or something like that. Yeah, it was... First uh, name Daya.
2: Reeve, I want to say. Reeves. Yeah, Reeve. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. Sorry. Yes, I Reeve. I I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, this story, we get to see almost channel. all of her abilities.
1: Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, it's like, she, yeah, she ults herself and everything. She hits she, pretty much all uses, of them. She she Ws she slices she dices <laughs> <laughs> she makes julian fries no yeah it's, it's pretty cool um for something that's that's firing on all this more like poetic or sort of, like weird dream sequence type cylinders and stuff to also be able to get the champion abilities in there that's pretty good yeah you know? it's a good uh, thing she doesn't have the old passive where it's just like oh she got to throw a little ice for free no mana right
2: cost.
0: <laughs> oh my god yeah she
2: threw
1: she threw the ice
2: shards and she was not as exhausted as she <laughs> thought she might have been
1: <laughs> she just needed to do it five more times or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and said this is bullshit uh,
2: so let me let me draw your attention to one line here from close to the end of the story <laughs> sure all right. So this is after this. All this happened. She's back in her body now, and she's she's at the place where the big flat piece of ice is. She put her clothes back on. She dresses herself and returns to ascend the worn steps. Back to the frost outfit. <laughs> <sunset. laughs>
3: <laughs> on the other
2: side of the bridge, hidden behind a door, <laughs> there's a fucking terrifying stair- <laughs> staircase <laughs> the whole goddamn time. <laughs>
1: it's got like signs plastered on the bridge like in case of emergency you know, used.
2: <laughs>
0: climb slowly
1: Watch i actually step.
0: i kind of i kind of love the idea that she has this way down <laughs> but in order to test like the strength and loyalty of her followers she makes them fuck- they have no idea right. that there's an easy way down
1: there yeah i kind of like that too honestly mm. yeah she's very oh, conniving that's great in that way I didn't remember that 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 line I
0: skimmed it too fast I didn't see that
1: yeah I missed that entirely too Uh,
2: yeah that was that was just my last note there there are steps
1: (laughs) 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 get fucked iceborn there's
0: like a pulley system on the (laughs) the little elevator
2: (laughs) oh shit all right. And we've got one last story here, which is the one that isn't technically linked, called The Hero of the Frost Moon, which again yeah. is on Universe about Lysandra, just not linked to Lysandra or anyone else for that matter. You have to search for it by Googling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't even search for the story name on Universe because their search really? function only accepts champion names or region names. Oh my
0: God. Great riot. Great search.
1: I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't know who this one's by. I think you, I'm sure you said it this already. This is also Matt, Matt Dunn, Dunn. Dunn. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's Lissandra is chilling in her citadel. This is like a different part that we haven't seen before, um, and she is enjoying her menagerie of like people she has frozen in ice coffins. Um, they're they're <laughs> still kind of alive. They're kind of stuck in a ha- in like a stasis type state, but she can still kind of tap into their conscious, consciousnesses, consciousnesses. Um, they're they're not dead, but they're not alive. They're stuck in ice. And she's kind of going through and just, like, uh, enjoying it, appreciating it. Um, and then she can kind of feel, like, a warmth of something living that's kind of come in. And it's the sister of one of the people she has trapped, who's all the way from down in Shirema. And the sister confronts her, coming here to save the sister that's been trapped. I don't remember their names, so I'm just going to keep saying the sister. That's uh, fine.
2: Um, margin is the one who came. Yeah. Uh, to rescue her sister. Hara I'm, is yeah, the second Yeah. Hara man. is her sister's name. Yeah, so Hara's yeah. trapped She's already been captured.
1: Yeah. Hara's trapped Margin is coming to save her. Um and there's kind of a moment where Margin like doesn't she throw a dagger or something at Lysandra? and it seems like she has kind of slain her and is able to get her get Hara out of her ice coffin and they kind of have like a there's a moment of like oh we're we're together and then Hara who has just been freed starts speaking in Lysandra's voice and and she kind of they kind of look up into the sky and where they are once was like the starry night there's just Lysandra's face like looking down looming over them (laughs) um with a creepy smile and like these frozen blue lips and it kind of comes out that like oh she's pulled some sort of jedi mind trick on them i don't know exactly what's happened but they are both now trapped and they're kind of stuck in this permanent state of being reunited um and all the tragedy of it is something that the watchers will really like and help keep them asleep and uh I guess the the whole story is kind of bookended, too. At the very start, it's like, oh, a hero is someone who does something, the things that need to be done. (laughs) And then the very last line um, is like, tonight, Lysandra, too, may rest, for the hero protects this fragile world just a little bit longer. And that's supposed (laughs) to be kind of the turn of like, oh, Lysandra at least thinks that she's the hero of all this, I guess.
2: Yeah. So yeah. she's just got this, like, menagerie of people. She's trapped in a half-dream state, and she just feeds their dreams to the Watchers. Yes. I mean, I
0: guess if you try to think from her perspective, if she doesn't do this, the Watchers will come up and literally murder everybody. Yeah. In yeah. So, like, I get why she would think she is the hero here.
1: Um, yeah, I think that... That's true. I think the thing about it is that it's also she's going through and really, it seems like she's really savoring. Yeah. She's she's not like, oh, this is horrible. It sucks I have to do this to y'all. But she's like digging it into like this sister who's coming to save, you know, her trapped, you know, sister, right? And she's just like really putting salt in the wound, just talking about how it's like, you yeah. know, sisters are such a liability, that's why I got rid of mine, blah, blah, you know, that <laughs> she's type de- of shit. She's definitely
0: not the hero, but I see why yeah. she thinks she is.
2: And for the record, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that was kind of a literal thing she said, so when we talk about the fact that, like, oh, she sacrificed her sisters, we should see more about how she feels so bad about that, like, she literally does say, like, yeah, sisters are a liability, that's why I got rid of mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's also implied, at least this is the impression that I got, that uh, Margin has some sort of dagger that orn has made
1: yeah uh yes yeah you're you're absolutely right um because she talks about it like it has like a warmth that she kind of remembers from like an old god that she has since kind of ground the memory out of existence even though Orn's still kind of around
2: yeah and kind of when when they show up she's like oh i'll, I'll trade you your sister for that sweet ass dagger you got there
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a Dean of color story. I think it's weird that it's not linked because it's. um, Leander comes off kind of neat and menacing. This one, like you're saying, really hits the the witch. Like it's very like. It makes me think of like a Hansel and Gretel type of like oh siblings who've been lost and you got to go to this witch's like ice cat you know citadel and <laughs> and free them and just the turn a little bit is that it's an unhappy. You know story at the end and they lose it's like a german you know like classic yeah <laughs>
2: classic, <fable. laughs> classic fable, yeah
1: um yeah
2: it, and it was the reason that apparently uh, mara came here originally was there was like some sort of prophecy that she had to slay the ice witch or there would be was it like 800 years of winter or some shit like that so she came mm-hmm. here and that's how she got captured and she told her sister, like, keep watch of the the caravan, because the two of them, I guess, like, protected a uh, uh, something-sci caravan. Caravan the, Sarai, yeah. Caravan Sarai. Um, but she was like, nah, I'm gonna go rescue my sister instead. But it's like...
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's even a moment where Lysandra, because she's kind of tapping into these people's sort of dreams and etc., she knows all this, and she can speak using the sister's voice, and, and kind of is like... Using that voice is doing the classic like, Oh, you've you didn't do what I asked, you abandoned your, your duty, Sister for Blood, trying to like shake, you know, uh, Margin a bit from you know, just make her a little shook. Which is kinda neat, but it also makes her read very villainous. <laughs> you know, yes. that, like villains do that shit is kind of the point. <laughs> so Yeah, they should link this shit. I don't understand why yeah. not. Like yeah cowards I guess I guess my, my this is like I was trying to say at the say say at the start is that I think they really like this idea of oh, Lysandra like yeah she's a villain but she's really also protecting Terra and she's doing things for the greater good even if not always for the most altruistic reasons and this like m- it seems kind of in, in contrast to that like this is like <laughs> oh, she does seem to kind of like being a dick <laughs> so maybe they're like oh, we'll get rid of this eventually yeah you know? she's protecting
2: the world
1: she could probably find a way to do it
2: in a less villainous way, but she likes this way better. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Now she's also mentioned in a lot of stories. Are you
0: going to go over all these? Because I have, I, I be have like a one.
2: I have a one okay. sentence. I, I just have the story and then her <laughs> role in the story for all of them. Okay. <laughs> so she shows up in a feast fit for a king. Where Lysandra tells Trundle about the existence of deserts, he has trouble understanding this.
0: How does Lysandra <laughs> know what sand is? I call it.
2: She's been around for a while.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she caught gone on eventually. <laughs>
2: uh, and in the story "Stone Cold," Nunu says a prayer to Lysandra, or says prayers that Lysandra taught him in an attempt to remove a curse from some townsfolk. Mm. Mm. And in "A Boy in His Yeti," Lysandra asks Nunu tons of questions about one of his mother's songs because she's trying to learn the location of an artifact mm. um, and, and trying to learn kind of the song of the Yeti um, and then when Nunu plays the song and sees the truth of the Yeti that he just needs a friend and they become friends despite Willump when he saw Nunu coming remembering the last interaction he had with the human which was when Lissandra <laughs> betrayed his people to seal the Watchers <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, that and up, we've got the... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that setup was also very like Storybook Witchy, where she's like, oh yeah, she seems to be very nice to Nunu, but it's also oh, sort of yeah. like, but actually tell me a little bit more about your hidden artifacts and Hey, shit. You kid, you want
2: some candy? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <don't>, yeah honestly.
2: <laughs> and you've got the Eye of the Void, which is a Velka story where he's just kind of reflecting on Lassandra's betrayal. Uh, you have the Green Father. Uh, which is the Ivern bio. And the whole reason Ivern and his people cut down the world tree in the first place was in an attempt to destroy the place where all magic was supposed to have come from so that they could finally conquer the Iceborn and overthrow the Three Sisters. Hmm. Hmm. Which I had forgotten. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just kind of thought they were there to fuck off and conquer <laughs> shit. Uh, and then we've got the Night Hunter. So when Vane was looking for a teacher, she went to the Freljord because she heard there were people there constantly fighting Lysandra's dark minions, and that's where she met Frey, whose children had been murdered by Lysandra's minions.
3: Mm.
2: Then we've got the Relentless Storm, which is a story where we find out that Volibear is the one who blinded Lysandra for attempting to steal the power of the demigods for herself. We've got the Shackles of Belief, when Silas is trying to get the help of the Winter's Claw warriors to attack Demacia. essentially promises riches beyond what they could imagine um but it doesn't seem like uh vrina who is the war mother was gonna bite so thorva who wanted them riches makes up a story about how he saw a vision of Lysandra and the three sisters and they sent him there and and so they do it (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh we've got the spirit walker where udir's tribe is attacked by the frost guard who are again trying to eradicate anyone with spirit magic We've got uh, The Wonder Above, where we learn that the Watcher Star Constellation means that Lysandra's bringing winter. We got Tomb of the Troll Boy, where Kit wants a bedtime story, and specifically says he does not want the one about the Ice Witch. <laughs> uh, we've got the War Mother comic, where Lysandra sends Malcrum and some of the other Frost Guards to kill Ash's tribe, since they refuse to stop searching for the throne of Avarosa, and, you know, they've been trying real hard to bury that myth entirely. And we have the last one, which is another thing that kills me uh, <laughs> about this uh, this little true ice area where the Watchers are. Uh, so this is the Troll King, which is, I think, Trundle's bio. After being cast out by his tribe, Trundle wandered around a bit until finding his way deep into Lysandra's domain. And it's the description they give of the area he accidentally found himself in <laughs> It's that area, folks.
1: <laughs> I almost would have loved it, yeah, if a troll just stumbled in midway through that that really dark, like, <laughs> harsh survival story. I do know, I kind of like it. Oops is the bathroom, the other staircase. <laughs> I took these stairs and they just <laughs> they kept going down.
0: Humans are just weak as shit in Terra. <laughs>
1: But uh,
2: yeah, so Lysandra recognizes him immediately as an Iceborn and gives him Bone Shiver, which is a true Ice Club. He goes back to his tribe, kills the chieftain, and makes an alliance with Lysandra. So those are all the stories that Lysandra shows up
1: in. Yeah, it's a lot. It is. She like yeah. LeBlanc. She's got her got her fingers in a lot of pies. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh,
2: and in terms of old lore, uh, her bio is pretty similar. The big differences are the Watchers. In this version, were defeated by heroes, and Lysandra is still <laughs> fully committed to preparing the world for when they arrive again. Yeah, and uh, as opposed to building the Frost Guard as kind of a way to uh, tamp down the stories, in this version, the Frost Guard had existed, and were like this noble tribe, and she kind of wormed her way into them and corrupted them hmm. over the years. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: She is, she's much more like straight out and out villain. Right, like yeah. she's yeah. kind of a weird, like Malzahar type harbinger. She's a big thing is that she's again very LeBlanc, and that she's presents as like oh, just this noble lady. And her actual in-game appearance, she doesn't ever show anyone. And she's constantly like pretending to kill her predecessor and like take over. So. So people don't wonder, hey, how come Lesandras has been alive for nine thousand years or whatever? It's like it's actually been, you know, a hundred Lysandras, thank you, or some crazy shit like that, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah, she's much more. She's much more LeBlanc in her story. It says like she murdered and stole the identity of the Frostguard leader. Then she slowly began to warp the tribe's proud traditions. When her human form grew old, she faked her own death and then murdered her successor to steal her identity.
1: Yeah, <laughs> super LeBlanc type shit, you know? Yeah, I wonder if that's why they changed it. Or
0: I don't I'd know, it does feel so. like they're pulling back on a lot of the villainous aspect mm, to make yeah. her a little bit more redeemable. But
1: Yeah. I think I think some of it's that it steps a Yeah. yeah. It, it also steps a lot on the LeBlanc stuff, I think. Like they they yeah. when you start like getting to like the the one sentence summary of those two characters, it like starts being being kind of one to one almost, I feel like. Just in a different yeah. region. This is Barbarian LeBlanc, you know. She <laughs> has
2: thralls instead of clones.
1: Yeah, all right.
2: Uh, and now we've got the Journal of Justice where she shows up in two issues. The first one, issue two of yeah. the Journal of Justice.
0: Jesus, they had yeah. her planned for a long time, huh?
2: Yeah. Now, this is where Princess Lissandra <laughs> becomes queen <laughs> when Princess Mavol, the ice dervish, was mysteriously found dead. Mm. uh Lysandra inherited the throne and title of ice dervish which we'll never see again <laughs> and immediately swore fealty to ash which Sejuani was not thrilled about wow this was like
0: a totally different idea
2: f- they had
0: for all of this huh I think uh,
2: so, so i yeah. think this was <laughs> i think even this was still problem because in in old lore she was she had sworn fealty to ash as just kind of like a uh um we're the good guys we're all cool here we're all friends and just fighting <laughs> yeah, your she time
1: attention yeah i think the implication is that she was still the evil Le- this is also very leblanc right like ooh, mysterious murder and she's a political <laughs> intrigue and in that jazz you know so yeah. i think that's still working under the, the surface the dervishes mm-hmm. i think were the original Trendemir clan and that was because he spins and shit and so that's why you know he was one of the ice <laughs> dervishes i want to say but well, the, th- the thing wrong.
2: too is that during issue three, so the next issue she shows up again because they have a memorial for Princess Mo'Vol. and one of the things that surprised all of the people there was that Ash and Trindamir and his clan actually showed up for it because mm-hmm. um, no one was expecting them to be there, uh, and this was before Ash and Trindamir had been married in the old lore. This was kind of when she was still Ash was still going around making alliances with everyone
0: she was still a single lady still a single <laughs> lady
2: and also Trindamir and his barbarians were in the middle of fighting noxus at this point because noxus had begun their barbarian pacification campaign Ew. where they just went and murdered all the barbarians
1: yeah and feral yard wasn't like they weren't an official city-state yet so they didn't get representation in the, in the league or whatever at this oh point right <laughs> <laughs> which changed pretty soon immediately following these up uh, these these articles i want to say but yeah i don't remember
2: and then the last bit of old lore there is the Quinn story where, journey into the Freljord where Quinn does some scouting into the Freljord and realizes that something is fishy with the Frost Guard. <laughs> she runs away to report it back to Jarvan and gets chased by the Ice Witch, but she manages to escape. Nice. She does yeah. not put together that Lissandra, who she met and was perfectly cordial when she met the Frost Guard and the Ice Witch
1: were the same person mm-hmm. she's she's like so close but she just can't take that last little you know <laughs> one plus one equals two type step <laughs> yeah also isn't the the video of the Enter the Freljord one that's like old lore essentially at this point right because yeah. it's the old story yeah exactly hmm. but um, um but speaking of
2: which yeah part of a su- few cinematics no like real canon story ones other than Enter the Freljord which isn't super canon anymore but she's also in Warriors, the 2012 Ward's Anthem. She's oh, yeah. one of those fights happening in the clouds. <laughs> uh, and she's part of Phoenix, the 2019 Worlds Anthem, where Rookie is forced to overcome his own demons and fight a shadow version of his Lysandra to make it to Worlds
1: in 2019. Ooh. If he hadn't won that fight, he would have died IRL. <laughs> yep. That's the
2: thing they don't want. They don't tell you that, right? Riot will never come out and tell you that, but it's true
1: you heard it here first mode. folks <laughs> these pro fight, players like, Link.
0: <laughs> they have really dangerous lives yeah
2: every time you get a world cinematic <laughs> players who don't make it out of that cinematic they don't make it <laughs> oh man uh, there's not a lot of not a lot to mention about her quotes I wrote a few plans within plans it's a dune reference mm-hmm. hmm. and is it cold in here or is it just me it's very similar to the brand quote is it hot in here or is it just me <laughs> like that's also just like a kind of common phrase
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure brand said that before anyone else ever <laughs>
2: trendsetter
0: I don't know mm-hmm. he wasn't born before sand so I don't know how much of a trendsetter he <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true
2: you know in the cosmic scheme of things he's a baby <laughs>
1: Yeah. Wrong. I really
0: can't so Sandra wasn't born before sand. It was just Sharima.
1: I yeah, just like read it Ford as before sand. Before sand. Swallowed yeah, or
0: it just really made me laugh. I'm like, like oh idea. it's not the first breath of creation anymore. It's the first <laughs> <laughs> sneeze
2: of sand. First, speck of sand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> first grit of sand beneath the universe's fingernails where they went, Ew, and kinda of flicked it out. <laughs>
2: I hate it.
0: First a little bit of sand that gets on you at the beach, and you try to wash it off, and then you're just sandier than you were before you tried to wash it off.
1: <laughs> That's the creation. Why no for one Shreema. Shreema. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, yeah. skins. All right, mm-hmm. we ready to rock the AUs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me with it. All right, first we got Bloodstone. Set in a world of the Bloodstone, where each <laughs> champion is a Bloodstone <laughs> cultist. <laughs> And this one is Bloodstone. <laughs> <Lysandra>.
0: <laughs> so creative.
2: Uh, once a powerful sorceress who sought absolute control over her followers, Lysandra transformed into something altogether different when she found the hallowed Bloodstone. The magic she drew from it drove her to slay those who once tended to <sighs> her every. <laughs> and that was a difficult sentence. The magic she drew from it drove her to slay those who once tended to her every whim. They were
0: called Bloodstones.
2: The (laughs) Bloodstoneettes. The (laughs) To this day she wanders in search of more mortals to sacrifice to her newfound source of power. The Bloodstone. Bloodstone.
1: (laughs) I love this AU. I wish every champion had shit like this.
3: (laughs) Uh. Yeah.
2: Now she's also part of project program among the mega structures and packed streets of a future controlled by global corporations a shadow war rages between rebellious augmented humans and newly empowered artificial beings the winners will shape the course of history and the losers will be forced to evolve and this one is program lissandra built as an all-seeing security bot program lissandra rose above her initial code to become a self-generating artificial intelligence she manipulates the technology of augmented humans with her own mimetic commands, so that all will fall before her. And she is in this AU already, currently, secretly manipulating Project Jinx.
3: Ooh. Oh
2: man,
1: she's always just she's always just like doing that type of Leblanc shit. They just they just can't get past that with her. It seems <laughs> right? even in the <laughs> AUs. Huh?
2: And we got Eclipse. Long ago, an order of monastic knights slew the vile gods of the old world using esoteric powers granted by the moon and sun. Now the world has grown dark and violent as those selfsame deities prepare their return, challenged only by the light of the eclipse. Now this one is Coven Lysandra. They came to Lysandra as if in some waking dream, visions of the ivory stag and the old magic's long lost to antiquity. Even now, the ageless witch resides among those twisted shadows of the old growth, awaiting the day her dead gods spill forth from their rotten and accursed graves. This one has a short cinematic answer to her light, which is the one uh, we went over with Leona, where Leona is not happy about what Lysandra has Gundon did. <laughs> Lysandra!
3: <laughs>
2: Boo, Lysandra! <laughs> Uh, And then we've got Omen of the Dark, uh, where each of the champions serves the Blade Queen. Now, this one is technically connected to the Eclipse line, in that all of the stories in this AU are technically storybook fable versions of what happened in the Eclipse AU. So it's kind of like, it's kind of uh, implied that, yeah, what happened in Eclipse actually happened, but... Those stories are being passed on as fables in the Omen of the Dark One. So they're all just kind of slightly, slightly changed. Girls got some
0: nails in the skin.
2: Yeah, this is Blade (laughs) Queen Lysandra. Ruler of a once mighty city, Lysandra was seduced by the promises of a monstrous shadow in a dream induced by Dr. Singed, FYI. Uh, Whispering of esoteric power and eternal life. For this, she betrayed her people and gave them to darkness, so that in the shadow's womb she would be reborn an ageless monster.
1: Cool. Still very, very similar to mainline Lysand- or. Cassandra. Yeah. Yeah. Have you mm-hmm. gotten
0: one that's really different yet?
1: Oh,
2: don't worry. What you about won't. the bloodstone? That shit be-
0: <laughs> that's true. She bloodstoned all bloodstone the bloodstone all
2: over the bloodstone. <laughs> that's um, what I'm
0: calling my period from this. Class. <laughs> <laughs> Got my bloodstone.
2: <laughs> dark star That's what you should in call the vast it. <laughs> darkness of space are born terrible beautiful things cosmic creatures of sublime love and the unknowable monstrosities of the dark star these are the children of silent gods and they are finally coming home this one is dark cosmic Lysandra. once a cosmic entity charged with identifying future threats to the cosmos her hunger for ever greater knowledge drew her into conflict with the Dark Star, which consumed her, transformed into a mad doomsayer who sees a true universe in the ashes of this one. She has become the very end she once feared.
0: Mm. <laughs> and
2: Back then, with the dark finally, <laughs> one of our newest AU's, porcelain. In a world where ancient spirits and magical creatures thrive in the periphery of modern society, powerful porcelain artifacts called the Zodiac Relics are key to unlocking immense power. They are kept safe by the Protectors, immortal guardians tasked with keeping the relics out of the wrong hands." Spoiler alert, Lissandra in this case is the wrong hands. (laughs) (laughs) This one is Porcelain Lissandra. Long ago, the sorceress Lysandra stole the snake relic from the ancient protectors in a bid to gain immortality. Cast down and sealed away for her crimes, Lysandra spent centuries of solitude scheming a way to take all 12 zodiac relics for herself, waiting for the perfect time to strike. And now, Israel has given her the chance.
0: (sighs) Stupid Ezreal.
2: And this one has that recent cinematic A Hero Awakens, where Ezreal rebuilds an urn that ends up reviving a mythical power, Lissandra. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: and then they fight. Lysandra's going to murk him, but then Porcelain Lux shows up to save the day.
3: And hmm. then
2: Lux and Ezreal both miss a point blank <laughs> alt. Um, Listen, Lysandra. we've all fucking the terrain, been there, right? Just, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
0: she, she got high grounded. Right, that Luxol. Sometimes it goes right
1: through. I, who knows? it's its wonky. I like this one because now Lissandra is the one who's trapped in something. <laughs> and is being unleashed eventually. <laughs> How's it
2: feel? <laughs> this is what you do to people. <laughs> There's so
0: many fun facts.
2: Yeah, I got a handful. We have covered a few of them, but. Uh, number one, this one's fun. We will be... <laughs> it fucking better be. You call them fun facts. Yeah, but let's be honest. They're not all fun. Okay, well,
0: now you specified this one's fun. So hit me. Hit this me with the fun. fun.
2: We'll be revisiting Lissandra when Song of Nunu is released. Another game oh. coming out by Riot mm. Forge all about Nunu and Lissandra.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about that one. That one looked kind of... supposed to be kinda this kinda year. Cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it really? Ooh, excellent.
2: Right. Yeah, there's no specific date yet, which means it probably won't be, but it's supposed to be. Hey.
1: <laughs> hedge. Hedge the bets, you
2: know? Right. Breath Late of the Wild December. will come out
0: eventually. Someday we'll get it. <laughs> uh,
2: Lysandra is voiced by Tess Masters. And uh, Lysandra is among the very last living of the original Iceborne. Hmm. Mm.
0: There's um, more living? <laughs> the original iceborne apparently i
2: guess maybe well because it's it, it is specified that not all the iceborne are humans so mm. oh yeah you're right longer lifespans
1: mm. yeah yeah i forgot you said that uh, tr- that uh trundle's iceborne
2: hmm. yeah uh lissandra used to tell the story of the howling abyss if you waited 30 seconds after winning a game there before oh to the i remember screen. that uh, yeah. They did remove it because now it clashes a little bit with <laughs> canon lore.
0: Oh,
1: bomb. I'm actually I would be fine with it because like if anyone's going to tell their story in a way that's not accurate, it's going to be Lysandra, <laughs> right?
2: That's fair. Very I don't true. know. I
1: like it as it's such a neat thing to like a, or a place to deliver lore just kind of randomly. Mm-hmm. Like someone like sits down like oh I gotta go to the bathroom come back what the <laughs> fuck is happening in here. <laughs>
2: Not like Ash, who delivers it at the start of every, yeah. match. oh my God, you leave the fountain, and she tells you everything about herself, uh Lysandra might think she's more clear headed than she actually is due to hearing the whispers of the watchers over millennia.,
0: mm. mm. she's kind of like desensitized to it, but it's mm. still fucking her up, yeah,
1: interesting. I assume this is like a rioter, like red post type situation, yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, each time Lysandra dies in someone else's dream or tries to put a watcher back to its sleep, she loses part of her spirit forever.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: if Ash Lysandra, and Sedge are or, or Sedge are played on opposing teams, Battle for the Freljord will trigger. Uh, This in-game quest consists of one killing the other to earn the title of Queen of Freljord. (laughs) You'll even get a cosmetic crown that hovers over your head. I don't think I knew that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Homecoming queen, tell you what.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Lissandra is the only champion to possess a single target ability that can be used on herself, but not on allies. Okay.
1: Okay. Inter- yeah, I, I, it makes sense. I followed that.
0: Yeah, me. the shield or something. Mm. Yeah. Uh,
2: Lysandra, Elise, and Lucian are the only champions to feature a monologue on their login
1: screens. Oh yeah, I forgot that she used to do that mm. shit on, the, uh, shit on the login screen. Yeah. Uh,
2: her champion theme is the same theme as the pick music of Aram, and is just titled "Freljord." Hmm. Program Lysandra is likely visually inspired by Portal's GLaDOS. Or GLaDOS. GLaDOS.
1: Say GLaDOS.
2: I did say GLaDOS, but it was an accident. (laughs) Don't hold it against me. I haven't haven't played it. It
0: could have been GLaDOS
2: Uh, for uh, all. You can also see several eye blitz cranks in the background of her splash, along with a program Soraka hologram. Hmm. That's fun. And finally, when Lysandra sealed the Watchers. She also decimated the Yeti civilization and robbed the Yeti of their magic, resulting oh. in most Yeti descending into savagery. And the Frost Guard now keeps some of the living savage Yetis as military animals. Damn.
1: Damn. Rude. Right. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Ice Queen, indeed. <laughs> yeah, that's that rough, Cassandra.
0: Yeah. We have yeah. any final thoughts? Um. Yeah. <laughs> Ha! <laughs> I can't do it. It sounds so good in my head.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. She's got a she's got a, like some reverb going on with her voice. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think kind of like you had the point out, John. The fact that there are like five different authors across all these stories is like there's a lot of content, but um I think we need a, li- a little bit, be a little more focused to really drill down on who Lisandre is. I think there's there's a lot of a lot of potential in getting into the storybook <laughs> type stuff with you know the ice witchy part of it and maybe do some of that more. I'll be curious to see what the I hope she gets a big thing in Nunu. She seems like she could be a fun kind of storybook villain to Nunu's, you know, plucky, adventuring spirit. I don't know. I love that.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that the game was going to be about Lysandra with Nunu. I didn't know they were connected in any way.
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm. They, uh, he kind of, she kind of took her in from what I under, or took him in from what I understand in an effort to get information out of him about the artifact that lets him. You know, do things like control the Yetis. So. I can't
0: wait to fight her and kick her butt in that game then. Right.
1: I I, I, I think, like I said, I think she'll suit that very well. Because she's got the whole yeah. kind of witchy thing. That, like, it's like, very
0: like a Mother Gothel. That's what I was thinking about from Tangles. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, honestly. And and yeah, as, as, as we were talking about the dream stuff, I think it would be fun to kind of put her up with Lilia as like some sort of antagonist in that way too. Because Lilia is also very like... Childlike and and not kind of like a naive ate, you know. So I could see mm-hmm. her kind of getting into a similar a similar situation as Nunu, like being drawn in initially, and then like, oh, there's a turn at some point. I don't know. And they're they're playing around with dreams, right? I just want a Pac-Man
2: style game where
1: one person's <laughs> Alessandra and one is
2: Lilia, <laughs> and you're going around the thing trying to trying to eat the dreams before the other can get to her.
1: <laughs> Yeah, go for it. I like that. I like that, frankly.
0: Another free idea for you, Ryan.
2: You're
1: welcome. <laughs> full of them today.
0: All right. Well, that's Lissandra. Thank you for listening. You can reach us on Twitter. We're at LoreHeads. We also have a Twitch, twitch.tv slash LoreHeads. We stream League on Saturdays and John does TFT Monday evenings EST. Yeah, yeah, we post these on Mm -hmm. YouTube as well, along with some parodies that John has sung, and we have a Discord, which is linked in the description of this episode. It's also linked on YouTube. We heard some people were having trouble getting to it from from Spotify, the link, but it's also pinned on the Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the pinned tweet linking Mm -hmm. to the Discord. And we have a Patreon. Thank you so much to all of our patrons.
2: But a very special thank you to our Madarda to Patron. patrons. Jeremy Rich, <laughs> King of Hearts, and Milet. You the real MVPs.
1: You're the real Lechandres. Most valuable
2: patrons, I Ooh. Guess. Ooh, pretty okay. good. just came up with Open. that yeah. just now. <laughs>
0: I know, I could tell by He's the pride in your cool. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> And be sure to join us next week because I think we're going to have a lot of lore again as we talk about the Purifier Lucian.